What was the hardest thing for you to quit? Um. Like that moment where you're like, you're crying and then you're like, I'm clearly torn up about this thing that I'm worried about, sad about, disappointed about. And then you go and reach for your phone and you're like, I need to share this with the world. That's a weird moment. I'd rather than like cry in person. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with crying. It's just a weird thing to be like totally torn up. And then you're like, wait, where's my phone? Yeah. People have to see this. Yeah. It happens a lot though. It's I a guess. cry for attention. I haven't seen anyone cry in my story in a oh long time. Oh my gosh. You see it a lot more than me? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I can't even tell the story because if this person watches, then they'll know it's them. But ooh, something happened to them and they like should. set up the phone and like put the phone on a tripod. No. And did like 10 stories in a row and they were just crying the whole time. That's crazy. Like, you're not even holding it. Like, you set it up to talk about this thing that happened mm -hmm. and then end up crying the whole time and still post it. I've never done that. No. Now, I would assume that if I did try and do that, I think I would just stop crying. Like, I don't think I could keep crying. <laughs> you or know like, what I mean? Like, or, if like, I... or, like, you just wouldn't post it. Like, you still have to hit post. Yeah, that too. There's a lot of steps there that are like, what? Yeah. But I just think if I put the camera up and then started to record, I think it would change my emotional demeanor. Like I'd be like, yeah. and now I'm thinking about content. <laughs> I'm not thinking about what I'm so, I don't know. It's just weird, man. It yeah, seems I, fake. I agree. It just seems so I fake. Agree. But they're actually genuinely crying. I guess. They're just like, my phone makes me feel better. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, that's weird. Or people, I need the attention or something. Like, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Okay. Did you get some cues? I got questions. Okay, you go first. <laughs> um, there's there's some good ones in here. Okay. Uh there's a funny one. Um Adam Katz. Is fitness deep state real? And, <laughs> <laughs> and why is stay peaked its greatest threat? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. You started with the best question. <laughs> There's layers to this. <laughs> In this deep state. Well, it's a two-parter. Oh, it's a two-parter. Um, Break it down. Okay. I mean, are we just exposing the deep state? Is fitness deep state real? Ready for this? Yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. And why is state beat its greatest threat? Because we're... It's not. Because we're exposing, we're exposing the we're upper the whistleblowers. elites. We're whistleblowers of the fitness elite. That's crazy. I like that question. That was good. Nice job, <laughs> Adam Katz. So he was not, was that a joke though? Because that's a serious question. Yeah, that's not a joke. Stop laughing. <laughs> that was serious. 
Uh, okay, second question. Okay. Uh, advice on becoming a PT, personal trainer. Question that's not, mark. That's not, a ba- that's not a bad question at all. It's a good question. It's not a joke. It's serious. So take it serious. I do take it seriously. Okay, good. I love being a PT. What's your advice? See, the thing that people don't know about PTs is like, we make pretty good money. Do no you? one ever talks about that. Everyone's Let just like, your oh, you're, you're just a personal trainer. That's true. It's not like, yeah, bro, like I can make, working for myself, I could charge 120, 140, 180 an hour. Doesn't like, I make my rates. Right. So it's like someone slaving away or like, oh yeah, I'm making 40 to 60 And there's more revenue streams than just training people in person for an hour. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I think it's great. Uh, advice. Um, just pick a, you know, decently well-reviewed um, PT cert. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think you should just kind of learn the basics. Even if you're an advanced lifter or someone that's trained a long time, it's good to just have a refresh. Um, especially I did like the, like, um, you did AC. What's the worst I want? What's the word I want? Ethics side of things, I guess. Oh, sure. Um, and Best business. Practices. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did, uh, I did ACE. I did, uh, CanFit a long time ago. Just didn't finish it. You, so your advice is give them a, get a certification. Get a certi- certification. Um, just start there. Um, if you got to work at a corporate gym for a bit just to get your feet up, like do the actual training, like train people and learn how to actually train people. Um, go to fitness conferences and learn. Um, and then just know that there's avenues that you can go to like run your own business and make more money. Yeah. And that'll come along with growth. Right. And then... As you grow too, you'll be a better trainer and you'll help more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice, if I had to pick one, for people becoming a personal trainer would be don't look at it like, and you probably will because <laughs> it's just kind of part and parcel when you start, it, start out, but don't look at it like you're a rep counter or you are a workout maker. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the art and science of personal training is in people. It's in your people skills. It's how you communicate. It's how you listen. Um, it's how you dialogue. It's how you interact. And it's all just people, people skills. Personal training is all about people skills. Literally forget everything I just said. That's the best advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. That's the best advice. Cause it's, it, personal training is like on the surface, it's like, Oh, so you make programs, you put people through workouts, they pay you, and then they see physical results. It's like, yeah, that's what we do. But the the space in between is where the magic happens. It's like, it's in how you, because it's between humans, it's like, it's all about the emotions shared between those interactions. So I think that's like the absolute key is like looking at it like you are now in the customer service business and you're now in a people-based business. So if you can improve your human skills, your person skills, your people skills, it's like you're going to be a really good trainer, regardless of your technical knowledge, which will improve with time. And you can do that with like various con ed stuff, you know? So that's that's easy to do. You can learn more in that regard. The, not necessarily the harder part, but the more important part that brings a lot more ROI to what you can offer your clients, in my opinion, is just develop your people skills. Be better at managing people. Boom. 
That was from X Shredded underscore cheese. Shredded cheese. X Shredded cheese. Extra shredded. Is that what that means? Yeah, so. maybe. <clears throat> How? Oh, uh, same person asked this. How do y'all feel about uncertified people training others and making profit? Of course, is OFC of course. Mm-hmm. It's a weird short form. You um, just said ROI. People don't know what that means. If they don't, then stop listening to this podcast or do a quick Google. It's a common acronym. How do y'all feel about uncertified people training others and making profit? <laughs> I'm in a mood. I was uncertified. Um, I think I think the question. I'm going to change their question because I I think what they meant to say, and I could be wrong. Is unqualified people? Yeah, unqualified people. Um. Because, yeah, people can be not certified, but definitely qualified. Yeah, if you're not certified, I don't really care <laughs> at all. Um, the only, the level to which I would care if someone's certified is if they work for my business and they're a coach at my fitness studio. And if they're not certified, then they don't have insurance. And if they don't have insurance, we got problems. So you have to be certified to work for me. Um, so that's a problem. But <laughs> yeah. but uh, So I don't care if they're uncertified, but if they work for me, they have to be certified. Yes. So, but like, assuming you're not working for me, like, I don't know what your <laughs> rules are for with your employer. Um, but as far as like people that are unqualified, I guess you'd have to determine what's unqualified because it's like, I even then, like, I'm not even sure I have a problem with it because it's like, how qualified was I when I started out? You know, you kind of have to just dive in and be like, let me tackle this person and their problem. You know what I mean? And then go from there. Yeah. And you're kind of, especially when you're starting out, you're kind of always reaching. You're kind of always attacking the, problems that you actually have no business doing, but then it forces you to figure it out. The issue is, I think like, I definitely think there's um, unqualified trainers for sure. There's also unqualified doctors, unqualified vets, unqualified, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're going to find that in every single. Yeah, but we occupation. do personal training. So I just want to know your thoughts on people in our industry. Uh, I just think that, like, they'll eventually wean themselves out because people just won't stay with them. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, if they're not good at their job, because that's the, that's the next level, is, like, if they're unqualified and they're bad at what they do and they don't get better, then, yeah, that kind of sucks. I feel bad for their clients. They'll get, uh, they'll get outed by Goob. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, but to be honest, I, like, without other context, I don't have a problem with people that are unqualified because they're probably just new no, and they uncertified. need to figure it out. I'm changing the question. It's unqualified. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The uncertified, that doesn't help me. Unqualified. Okay, question. next question. Yeah. Next if, question. So here's the rule moving forward. If your question sucks, I'm going to change it so that it's good. <laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> These are the rules from here on out. Okay. You heard it. Um, are you going to ask them if they have insurance too? <laughs> Do you have insurance? Yes. Good. <laughs> Dr. Kyle Aram. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Lebanese man ethnically ambiguous i'm not sure where he's from uh how to improve gut health after antibiotics oh good good question question. that's not uh something i'm particularly well versed in. wait do you want to change that question or do you like that question that's fine that covers yeah yeah because like i can give like i can give a general suggestion on what i would what i would do personally yeah me too so let's what would you do personally so i would finish the round of antibiotics and then I would look to uh, leverage fermented foods in my diet. So I would try and find things like kimchi, aged cheeses, um, sauerkraut, uh, kefir, 
and probably yogurts and different like fermented kefir. Yeah, kefir. I think that's how you're supposed to say it. I'm cultured, so. Ah, uh, that's funny because it is a culture. <laughs> <laughs> There's layers to that one. Woo. Um, and then. I probably wouldn't rely as heavily on probiotic supplements, although they're like a valid tool here, but I would use them secondarily. I would primarily leverage fermented foods in my diet. And then if necessary, maybe do a month or two of like probiotic supplements. But I don't think you would, I wouldn't lean into the supplements before the food because that's the whole point of supplements is they should be used secondarily to food. So I would do the opposite. Why? So I would make your case. Because I worked in a pharmacy for eight years and then I worked in the natural health food sector. So just from studies and anecdotally what I've seen, what what I would like to do is definitely finish the course of antibiotics. It doesn't matter if you're feeling better, do the whole thing. Um, because that's how obviously that re- re- antibiotic resistant bacteria form is if you don't finish your course um, as much as I don't like antibiotics. Um, and then you get the 1 billion culture probiotic, which is extremely high. You take it for two weeks, one a day for two weeks. Um, they actually come, what's the, what's that new life? You know, those probiotics in the, in the boxes, there's like a blue one. There's a pink one. I don't know. There's a million of those. There's a purple one. It's a hundred billion. Okay. So, and they, oh, it comes. Renew, renew life. Renew life. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And it comes in a 14 day supply. For this okay. purpose. And then I would do all the fermented foods. Okay. Yeah, I disagree. I would do it backwards. Don't listen okay. to Sam. Just kidding. Her advice is fine. I think I'm more qualified. Uh, you might be. I just think your answer is wrong. Okay. <laughs> I can agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, no, this whole episode is actually going to be a debate on that. <laughs> uh, second question. Wait, do I have access to my phone? Can Se- I pull up my studies? No. Second, I don't want to hear any PubMed BS. Get out it's of here with PubMed. your. Get it's out of here with your sources. It's not PubMed. Uh, Doctor Kyle Aram, with a second question: How to break an ice cap addiction? Ooh, actually, I was talking to one of my clients about this today. Invite all your friends and family so, over for an intervention, brother. Sounds no, did you hear about the guy that just called nine one one because Timmy's wouldn't give him a replacement ice cap? <laughs> it's literally on Six Buzz. Really? He calls nine one one and he goes. They're like, do you need police, ambulance, or whatever? He's like, uh, police. And they're like, we're the police. Like, how can we help? And he's like, <laughs> we're the police. And he's like, this is Toronto police. Mm. And he's like, uh, well, I ordered an ice cap from Tim Hortons, and um, they just won't give me a replacement. And they're like, do you need the number to our non-emergency line? And he's like, ah, I think I'm okay. Yeah. Literally, so- someone called nine one one for that. Did uh did they have the recording? Is that why you yeah. heard that? Oh, that's yeah, hilarious. So uh so how to break so this is one thing my old FM said that was actually really good. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if you get a new client and they eat an extra large pizza to themselves every night, you wouldn't just tell them to stop eating pizza because they do it every night. You'd be like, Okay, so for the next week or two, just order a large. For the next week or two after that, order a medium. Like you do it. Taper. So that it's very consistent and not like completely overwhelming and cold turkey and whatever. Mm -hmm. By the time they're getting to the medium pizza, they've been working out. They probably feel a bit better and they're like, oh, I actually kind of, you know, don't feel good eating this and whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't actually know how much better they could feel 
because they're used to feeling like kind of like crappy all day because they're right. not feeling themselves right, right. Or, or moving their body. Yeah. Um. So yeah, ice cap, same thing. So whatever size you get, just go one size lower for like a week. Yeah, and that's then great change it to skim milk from cream, and then drop you know, the size. Cha- drop. That's what I said. Oh, okay. So first you drop the size. Oh, gotcha. Then you make it a bit healthier. Yeah. And then eventually you do every other day, and then sure. you know what I mean. You just phase it out. I think another way you could do it too is, and this wouldn't work for everybody, but if you are wanting to break an ice cap addiction, then you pro there's probably an aspect about it that you don't like. That's why you want to break the addiction. Mm-hmm. So if there's something you don't like, then what I recommend, this works, this has worked well for me. I've been addicted to many things and I've also quit many things. So how I, my little trick for doing that is to focus in on the thing or multiple things of that substance or habit or whatever I have that I'm addicted to that is uh, negative and um, uncomfortable. So if there's something something negative or uncomfortable about that addiction, focus in on it. Because what's going to happen is in that moment where you're like, you feel like you're drawn to it and nothing else can stop you. It's because in that moment you're like super dialed into how good it will feel. And you're only thinking about the positive. Mm-hmm. So then it, it's like undeniable in your head at that moment, how good it'll be for you at that time, which is why you choose it every time. So if you can shift that focus to the negative aspects, you can start to balance out that thought process, be more mindful and then be like, oh yeah, get the foot in the door into that thought to actually let yourself be mindful and make a good decision to be like, I don't need this anymore or I don't need this at this time because I remember it made me feel like this or I felt like this after. And yeah, it felt tasted pretty good when I had it, but like kind of felt like crap for like next few hours and I didn't sleep that well and man I feel so good when I sleep so actually I don't want to screw up with my sleep so focus in on the negative and I'll help you what was the hardest thing for you to quit um marijuana was pretty insidious because it's kind of accessible and doesn't feel that um, intense. I don't know if that's the right word, mm-hmm. but it's easy to like partake in small doses, um, and then justify that it's okay. So that was like, and it's just more pervasive socially, probably. So that was that was one of the harder ones. I think specifically when I used to smoke bongs, and I would hit what people call poppers, right? Like the tobacco in like the first half of the bowl, and then fill the rest with marijuana. That was like, I still think about that. That was like the ultimate, that was better than like any pain pills or anything else, which are like, feel pretty damn good. I think that was like the craziest thing, the craziest effect on my brain. That one grabbed, that one grabbed my head and like grew roots. I was like, this is the perfect feeling. Mm -hmm. This is too good. So that was, that was pretty hard to quit because I remember I remember actually doing that. I remember making the shift from like smoking, smoking poppers and then being like, okay, I don't like how much tobacco I'm smoking, especially like with no filter. I'm just smoking tobacco through the bong. And I was like, I'm just going to try and just smoke like just straight weed. 
and switching from tobacco to just weed, it's like a whole new drug. So different. And that was hard. So that was a toughie. Um, yeah, you got any questions? Um, Hopefully that helped some people, especially people that want to know about the deep state of fitness. <laughs> They're definitely not real. Definitely don't exist. And there's then, definitely no deep state. And they're not bankrolling this podcast. Um, who's the better driver? Me. Okay. On paper. On me. paper, it's you. In real life, it's you. Yeah. yeah I don't have a great driving record. No. At least between. I guess I'm not that bad driver. 18, I'm just a bit more fearful. Between 18 and 23. Those five years had a lot of marks. For me. Yeah, you're you're the you're. anyways. Okay. What's your thoughts on people start working out now they're getting attention and pulling away from their loved one? Whoa. That's, that's heavy. That's deep. Like they're starting to look more attractive. What was the question about it? Like what's your thoughts? Oh, thoughts <laughs> on people. <laughs> Those questions. Start, are so they started hard. to work out. Now they're getting attention, and they're pulling away from their loved one. And then the follow up to that was, I see it in the gym or attention online. Play into it. Wait. People stop it. Love your person. Oh, she's seeing in other people. She's it's not like she's people. going through it no. or he or whoever wrote this. Uh. I mean, I it's know. just it's so, just gonna happen because the internet is is a thing. Like, yeah, I mean, it makes it so much easier when your partner's going through the like a fitness change with you for that reason. Yeah, but I don't know. Thoughts on it's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a tricky one. All right, rapping. Cool. Okay, thanks everybody. I want you to rap this. I'm about to rap. Okay. Thanks for listening or watching. You can follow us at Tim underscore MSHC. You can follow Sam at Slays Fit. You stop spitting into the mic. I'm beatboxing. And you can check out all the other shows before, um, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks a lot for listening to the show.